You ready? I'm ready. All right. Uh, well, <laughs> welcome back to part three of this episode concerning brain development, aid and abetting felony murder, murder, and uh, illogical and irrational um, thought or idea to hold an aid or an abetter more accountable than the, the principal defendant just based on a matter of days, months, hours of an age group. Mm. And you had some questions, but before you get to those questions, I want to uh, point out that at the moment, mm. there is a case that was remanded from the Michigan Supreme Court back down to the Michigan Court of Appeals to address an issue. Um, it's People versus Darnell Rush, and his case number is 353182. Now, Darnell Rush was uh, a 21-year-old, and uh, the Maya Minlow from the State Appellate Defender's Office filed his brief, mm -hmm. which she did a pretty good job in arguing um, that issue of brain development for 21-year-olds. Yeah. And she's the one that quotes a lot of the new science. Yeah. Now, uh, in, in the state of Michigan, there's, there's two cases that they really use uh, to determine whether a sentence is too severe or cruel or unusual punishment. Yeah. Now, that's the difference of Michigan compared to the federal constitution, yeah. the U.S. Constitution. Michigan Constitution of 1963, Article 1, Section 16, is cruel or unusual punishment instead of the Eighth Amendment of the U.S. Constitution that is a cruel and unusual punishment. Mm. So there's a slight difference there. But wouldn't that difference be good? Huh? Isn't that a good difference? Because cruel and you would have to, it would have to be both. Yes. Whereas if it's cruel, um, or. it's a it's a harsh it's a the the Michigan standard is is less. Yeah, um, it's more protection yeah. because you could either be cruel or unusual yeah. punishment, and they they that's why they ruled that it is cruel and cruel punishment to throw away a teenager. It certainly um, doesn't seem to be unusual to die in prison mm. for one decision. It doesn't seem to be and unusual. There's they a use, lot. They used, they used two cases, People vs. Bullock, which is 440 Mish 15, page 15, a mm -hmm. 1992 case, which confirms People vs. Lorenzen, which is 387 Mish, Michigan, Yep. 167, and that's a 1972 case. Mm. And they use four goal, four standards that must be proved to show that it's a cruel or unusual sentence. Mm. The first standard is the severity of the sentence relative to the gravity of the offense. Mm -hmm. Two, sentences imposed in the same jurisdiction for other offenses. Mm -hmm. Three, sentences imposed in other jurisdictions for the same offenses. Mm -hmm. And four, the goal of rehabilitation. Those are the four things they must look at yeah. in order to rule, you know, hold the sentence as too severe yeah. or cruel or unusual punishment. Yeah. Now, if we look at the severity of the sentence and the language gravity of the offense, mm. and everyone looks at the offense, the overall offense. Yeah. All right, someone died. Yeah. All right. 
But if the aider and abetter did not want anyone to die, mm. he did not think anyone was going to die. Mm. They, he was going to commit a crime. Yeah. A crime he would have probably got seven years for, maybe five. Mm. Um, first offender, juvenile, yeah. or teenager. 19, 18, 17, and I like using that word better because teenager is any of the teens. Yes. Um, that would have been much different um, than yeah. the murder occurring that he didn't know was going to happen. Mm. And that's 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 what I wanted to point out. And it said sentences imposed in other, other jurisdictions for the same offense. Mm. Well, let's look at sentences imposed for an 18-year-old committing the same offense. Yeah. They're held less accountable than myself at 19, mm. four months and 25 days past my 19th birthday. Yeah. So, you know, and then you got the, you know, uh, the goal of rehabilitation. Mm. And I and I changed the jurisdiction, and I want everyone to know jurisdiction is location. I changed that because sentences imposed in the same jurisdiction for other offenses and sentences imposed in other jurisdictions for the same offense. Mm. You know, jurisdiction... We could say there was a 19 or 18 year old in a different jurisdiction, different county. Yeah. Um, you know, so we can use it that way yeah. legally. Uh, but I'm I'm just using it as the as an 18 year old compared to a 19 year old. Yeah. So an 18 year old who is 18, 364 days. Yeah. 23 hours and 59 minutes. Yeah. And you know, uh, 59 seconds, <laughs> yeah. you know, away or whatever, yeah. um, would be held at a less standard. Than someone than who just turned 19. If, if he just turned 19. Mm. And that's what we got to look at. We we need to start looking at, you know, the effects of what, what, what affects development. Yeah. Well, and myself, I do remember... Uh, throughout my life, my father was an alcoholic. He had PTSD, which was not diagnosable back then. He served in Vietnam. Mm. He died of exposure to Agent Orange. Yeah. Um, I was born after he come back. Um, did Agent Orange and his DNA affect my development? It mm. could have. Mm. Never been tested. Yeah. Um, I grew up in an impoverished community. Mm. Um drug-infested, crime-ridden community. Mm. The school system was below average, well below average. Yeah. Uh, my grades in school reflect that. Yeah. Um, I was placed in a speech class, you know, uh, uh, learning disabilities class mm. in first grade, yeah. second grade, because of speech problems. Mm. Could that have been affected mm. by developmental stages, yes. Mm. Um, lack of nutritional uh, food mm. develop, affects the developmental stages. Mm. Um, growing up, the trauma of seeing uh, different things in their community. Yeah. Um, I played hockey at a fairly high level, started playing hockey at the age of three, four years old, mm. and suffered many co concussions. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, there's uh, there's a lot of things you can point out. 
Yeah, there's so many things that affect. I started drinking and, and smoking marijuana and using drugs at the age of 13. Mm. So there's many things that would have affected my development. Yes. But the judge couldn't use any of that. Yeah. And the judge today can't use any of that unless a court rules. Yeah. Um, and, and, and now we know hockey, football mm. are two of the major sports that have uh, developed scarring tissue from concussions. That is, Boxing would have to be number one. Yeah, and they said during teenage years, it's yeah. a, it affects you more than ever. Yeah. And so, but no one wants to check on that. What if I have scar tissue from head trauma oh. from playing hockey all those years? This is what I think, Jamie. This is what I think, which was which kind of in a weird way comes back to what I was saying before the before we uh, ended it before. I notice when it comes to crime, the person who is committing a crime. Um, I'm, I'm not so sure about America, but I know here in Australia, if they're 18, they're called an, uh, you know, a youth offender. If they're 19, they're yeah. called a man. You know, a man has been arrested. Because, and now, because here in Australia, you are considered an adult at 18. So, therefore, it stands to reason we call 19-year-olds men. But specifically when it yeah. comes to crime, 19-year-olds are men. 18-year-olds are, are a, youth, a youth offender or a child or, you know, a teenager. Uh, however, if they're a victim uh, they are and they're 19 or even 20, they're called children or a child or a teenager. Yeah. So I don't think it's a matter, well, it is a matter of those things you're saying, but I think it's also a matter of language because when it comes to crime, if people said we're going to lock this teenager up for life, a lot of people would, would be uncomfortable with that because they'd hear the term teenager and they would associate with it a, a more youthful age, whereas a man, yeah, lock him up. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I think it's yeah. it's not just the brain science, now, it's the language as well. I, I, think you, I think you hit the nail on the head right there because if a person fails one high school year... Mm he will graduate most likely at the age of 19. Yeah. So if he is in that high school and they have a mass shooting in that high school yeah. and he is shot at 19 years old and killed, mm. he, you're right. They're going to call him a child yeah. in a mass shooting. Oh, oh they several, do it. Seven children, ch several, several children were shot and killed in such and such high yes. school. Yes. You're right. They're going to, that's what they're going to refer to him as. Yes. But, if he is that person doing that shooting, he would be a man. They're going to refer to him as a man. Yes. And and but they're going to treat him different in the matter of circumstances, yes. which is wrong. Why not follow the science and treat him accordingly to what according to what scientists say he is immature? And if there's anything impulsive, um, you know, not fully developed not fully, does not have the full ability to make a rational and logical choice, especially yes. when you involve drugs, alcohol, and yes. even impedes that ability even more. If yes. it impedes it for an adult, can you, can you see the impediment that it would cause for an undeveloped 
teenager? Yes, but you know, but but now this might be this might be countering what you're saying, but uh, if we're treating him differently um, in the situation because of his age, he's still shot up ahead of school. You know what I mean? There is still some accountability, yeah. de responsibility, definitely. Yeah. But I do agree yeah. the brain development. And, and what was the other thing you said, the, like the redeemable qualities? Very few people are irredeemable, uh, irredeemable especially at a yeah. young age, and I would have thought. Well, that's, that's where, and, and, and I don't want our listeners to think one bit that it's not holding people accountable. Mm. It's, I'm, I'm talking about sentencing them to life without the possibility of parole where they die in prison. Mm. And, and this is one of the arguments that a lot of people make mm. that is, is, is a rational one. If a 30-year-old commits the same crime, mm. that 30-year-old is most likely going to die eight years before mm. that, or I won't say eight years, I'll, I'll use 19, yeah. 11 years before that 19-year-old would. Yeah. If they were both sentenced, convicted and sentenced at the same time, Yeah. And given life without parole. He so that 19-year-old, myself, will spend 11 more years mm. in prison yeah. than that adult at 30. Yes. So my punishment is harsher mm. than that 30-year-old. Yes. And, and that's what... That's, and, and I that's think that's something, that, that's something that people don't think of either in those terms. Because I must say, I don't often think of that. You but that's a good point. Minute remaining. And it, it doesn't mean that it doesn't mean that I shouldn't be punished. I've spent thirty years in prison already, over thirty years. Mm. January was thirty years for me. Yeah. So it's not like I'm not saying a nineteen year old shouldn't be punished. Mm. No, they should. Anyone but should. Are they saying I'm not redeemable? Is it you yeah. know? Yes. And that's what that's what they're saying. They're yeah. saying I deserve to die in prison for one decision in my life. They don't look at me as a hockey player. They look at me as a lifer, mm. someone who killed someone, mm. and I should die in prison. Mm. But thank you for listening to this ep episode, and we're going to end it there. I, I want to say, I just want to say, this, the sadder part is, um, the sadder part for me is you didn't actually, you didn't literally take a life. You were there when it happened. And I think if you had yeah. of, I think I, I'd have less sympathy for you. Thank you for using GTL. I don't know how I would have taken that. <laughs>